Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fun with Flame. I'm your host, Daniel the Flame. And I would like to continue talking about um, why, why even be a fan of anything if you, we're just going to constantly get the stuff that we get. Um, I, I spoke about this before, but I just kind of wanted to dive deeper into it because essentially what I was speaking on and what I did was essentially just kind of explain a bunch of stuff <laughs> rather than go into the general topic of what I'm talking about. But it's a question that essentially I feel that you should ask yourself um, personally. Why be a fan of whatever it is that you're a fan of? Why are you a fan? Why do you enjoy it and like it so much? Now, I'm not saying this to be like some existential crisis type of deal. No, I'm saying this in the sense of, okay, you like what you like about whatever it is because it brings you joy for whatever reason that it is that you like it. Now, what I'm saying that you should question is the identity that that would be changed depending upon some outside force impeding on whatever it is you're a fan of. So let's say comic books, for example. You now currently have the uh, comic book scope being a hot commodity where everything under the sun is being transferred into a movie that's basically making in big bucks or whatnot. The problem with this is that if you happen to be a fan of anything from, oh, I don't know, Marvel, any original character, any original iteration that you have perceived or been brought up enjoying the content of in the comic book scope has universally been changed in accordance to whatever it is movies want to portray. Now, I'm not saying that every iteration has been horrible or terrible or just that an adaptation in itself needs to be a perfect copy of something. I'm not saying that at all because that would do a disservice to the fact that essentially comic books themselves were a medium or are a medium that essentially had characters be molded into what they are perceived today. A perfect example of, a perfect example of this would be the character Deadpool, who initially was just a straight-up villain. Like, what is it? Um, a thing he did in the comics was that he held a woman hostage in his house, and he would basically just, like, torture her ass whenever he came home. Like, she couldn't escape from his house, and it's just something he did for fun after he lost um, in a battle against the X-Men or whoever. Um, he would, like, go home and, like, torture her ass for no fucking reason. But it was like, that was just how crazy he was and whatever. But the Deadpool now that we have is something that um, has gradually transformed from what was originally presented as Deadpool. And the thing is that I would have it no other way. This The character that we currently have is a character that I enjoy and I like. But I understand the notion of someone who is a fan of the original Deadpool essentially being like, I've never got to see that Deadpool, ever. No one has. You haven't seen them do anything. That was a character that was showcased and portrayed a long time ago, and they never got their time in the spotlight. The problem with this is that, um, you know, to be a devil's advocate um, in this scope, is that that Deadpool was not popular. The Deadpool that became popular is the one that essentially I enjoy. It, I, I jumped on that gravy train. Sorry. But it was like that Deadpool 
even though the original is like how he was originally intended is what he was originally intended for what he turned into is what became a favorite what became something that a lot of people enjoy and what a lot of people like look at batman the original batman had guns because he was copying the shadow if you don't know who the shadow is don't worry about it but he was copying the shadow and they gave him guns and he used to shoot people right the care um the creator of batman bob kane had no hand in um well he wasn't responsible for making the joker robin a lot of other um major villain characters for the batman and whatnot but it's like he made batman but there have been a plethora of other people who have essentially who essentially shaped batman over the years fucking frank miller was the first person to create a goddamn origin for the guy. There there was no origin story as to why this billionaire was going around fighting crime even when he had Robin by his side until Frank Miller did the um, Batman Year One story. That's fucking crazy. And if you look when that story came out and, the, and in the, the span of time between when that story came out and when Batman has existed as a comic, then you'll look at it and go, wow, that's kind of crazy that something that everyone could essentially explain to you as the uh, end-all, be-all origin for Batman wasn't even done by the goddamn creator. It was done by someone else who just handled a Batman comic. That's what morphed and shaped uh, the character into whom they are, to who they are today. But that doesn't mean that essentially as a fan of batman you would feel disheartened because they decided to give him this origin story this is something that's universally understood and accepted within the batman mythos because it fits so well with his character so there is nothing that's done as a disservice towards the fan but it's something that's done to um expand and essentially add on to the character that puts them in a whole different light that allows other people to either respect or gain interest in the character. Much like I said with Deadpool, yes, he was a certain way in the very beginning because he started off as a villain, but now he's a beloved anti-hero that basically has ridiculous popularity. I mean, fucking ridiculous popularity. When you look up exactly how famous Deadpool is, it's, it's staggering. And he essentially was just Marvel's answer to Deathstroke, who basically damn near has almost the same abilities as well as the, the little snarky comics while he's uh, fighting and whatnot. It's just Deathstroke or Slade is just a Teen Titans villain. I mean, he fights bigger people and whatnot, but come on now, Teen Titans. He's a Teen Titans villain, and it never really took off as Deadpool did to the point where, yeah, Deathstroke uh, hasn't even been showcased in the movie yet while Deadpool has had two movies starring him. You see what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> one of these things is popular than the other. One of these things is Deadpool. Now I'm a Deadpool fan, so I guess uh, I might be biased in this. <laughs> but the point I'm trying to get is that being a fan of Deadpool and then seeing something that essentially might that might come out of uh, Disney, uh, which would be a PG-13 version of the Deadpool character, where they strip away all of his um, crasp humor, as well as the, the gore effects and a lot of the blood and guts and shit like that that happens 
with his character or what his character is known for because of what he's capable of doing, which is essentially um, being uh, basically uh, having a healing factor as well as being um, a mercenary and just not giving a shit about other people and whatnot until like, you know, uh, except for certain situations, <laughs> you know, depending on the situation. Uh, if you was to strip all of that away from the character, well, then he's no longer Deadpool. You know, he's no longer the current Deadpool that the fandom grown to know and love. So then if that Deadpool that's not the current one is given a movie or a show, why would you watch it? That's no longer Deadpool. It seems like he has his name, but it's not Deadpool. There's nothing about him that's reminiscent of Deadpool. He doesn't get hurt a lot because Disney doesn't want to show his healing factor or blood or guts or anything like that. So bullets just seem to magically miss him. Uh, he doesn't really talk back in snarky comments. He doesn't cuss as much. He doesn't um, say outlandish things or anything like that. He he doesn't even break the fourth fucking wall anymore. These things are traits and ideologies that are known about this character. And all, all I'm doing is just trying to paint a, an example for you. And it's like, these are things that the character is known for, right? These are things that make up who the character is, Um and if you are to take that away, then the character is no longer the character. So the issue is the fact that these people tend to take, they, they do exactly that. They strip away everything that makes the character them. And then they present to you something else that's in a making of their own image, a brand new fucking character, if you will. And then they present that to you. And then they tell you, this is the character that you know and love. While you could easily argue that, no, it's not, there's nothing in here that's re that resembles the character that I know and love, they'll constantly preach at you, yes, it is, because he has the same name. Now, this perfect example of this happening was with Tom Holland Spider-Man. There is nothing about Tom Holland Spider-Man that is Spider-Man. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Um, and yet, so many people watched and enjoyed that character and i would say i would argue the fact that that character was essentially added on to something that was this growing tsunami of a force that just has this unbelievable fan backing behind it that didn't really care about a character's um purpose concept or overall identity rather than them just being represented within a story now, uh, what do I mean by that is that they could give two shits that Black Panther is supposed to be one of the smartest characters within Marvel, within the Marvel world. Only thing they cared about was the fact that Black Panther was this black guy that they could finally see as a superhero um, within the MCU. That's what that's the power that the MCU had when it came towards these characters that they tacked on before they got to their uh, endgame movie. Black Panther was such a character to where it's like everything that makes Black Panther a pretty interesting fucking character doesn't even show up, nor is it mentioned. Nothing even remotely fascinating happens with it. Um, and also, like, you have a character like Spider-Man that was just a beloved, that's a beloved character, the most popular fucking superhero in existence. And all people are clamoring about is just to have that character be showcased in one of the most popular movie franchises of all time. And when he finally is showcased, I have to admit in civil war, I thought there was hope like what he did in civil war. I thought pretty okay. If you can 
expand this in his own movie or if you're like since you're announcing that you're going to do his own movie or something like that if you can expand from here and do well then we got something um lo and behold i was let down like like crazy but um it, it was something to where it was like his his involvement within the franchise was enough to cloud everyone's mindset in terms of what this character is supposed who this character is supposed to be what he represents and what he does to the point where I initially was upset at the fact that Tony Stark designed his suit rather than it being that um, since it happened kind of off screen, it being something that they catered, they came back towards later. And it was like they actually, well, he had ideas for the design and whatnot. And then Tony Stark just kind of was able to implement and help that in some way, you know, so it was like he was able to come back around and be like, all right, maybe we make these tweaks of these little things or whatever to the suit that you're working on for your little finalized spider-man suit that would have been fine i would have been a-okay with that concept if they were to do that but that's not what they did it's just immediately iron man knew everything spider-man needed in order for him to function as a fucking superhero and then even get what i believe is one of the worst um character moments within uh, the mcu is having an asshole like iron man tell someone like peter parker that if you need a suit in order for you to be a hero, then maybe you shouldn't be a hero. And, and and one of the most, like, that was such a bizarre moment within the movies. It just made absolutely no fucking sense at all. Where it's like, even when he stepped out of his suit, and it's like, you're out of your suit right now. Why are you backing away from this mortal man? You are so fucking strong, and you are so goddamn powerful. You have nothing to fear from Tony Stark. Nothing. Not from bland, basic-ass Tony Stark. And the fact that it's like you had this moment as if this was supposed to be a poignant character growth for someone like Peter Parker was absolutely atrocious. When realistically, all that it needed to do was to be something to where it was like you expanded on the character that is Peter Parker as he is someone who essentially does things that Iron Man can't do, but still inspires iron man to be a better hero as well as having iron man inspire spider-man to be a better hero do like you did in fucking um or do like they did in fucking uh into the spider-verse whereas like you had spider-man inspire spider-man to be spider-man that's that's literally the back and forth of the whole fucking movie and i love it because there's no other entity that that is filling in that role other than spider-man and it's like that's all that it should be um, no way home tried to copy that and lord knows that they suck but it's just the idea that you're not you're not betraying the character the character that i grew to love the character that i have witnessed be the exact same over the years i as a fan have seen spider-man retain the same concept as a person over and over and over again. And whether it be that me um, taking part of it within the fucking 90s and being told that essentially everything that I know and love about the character has not changed since his initial um, iteration when Stan Lee was fucking writing his books, that sits there and lets me know that unlike something like Deadpool, um, this is a character that essentially hasn't been fucked with. He's been left alone. He's been A-OK. -okay. He's been a bit of all right. There have been some small tweaks here and there in terms of story continuity and uh, other issues and shit like that that have gone on. But it's like, that's comics. That's just the nature of the beast of comics when you have so many different writers tackling something that 
much like with the movie scope, you don't understand the fucking character. You're just given permission to use their namesake for whatever jackass story you want to make up. Thus, we get shit like the um, One More Day storyline or the, um, the fucking Clone Saga, which I guarantee you someone's going to do as a movie because they don't understand that infamy and um, uh, famous, like infamous and famous are two totally different fucking things. And a lot of stories that have been retconned were retconned because they were infamous, but because they're constantly brought up and talked about over and over and over again, dumbasses in the comic scope would think, oh no, that means that it's good or people liked it. They love the Clone Saga. Who doesn't like the Clone Saga? Fucking idiot. No. <laughs> what is it? Didn't it like undo like 20 years worth of Spider-Man stories? It's like, Jesus Christ. Terrible writing. Terrible writing. But you have these people that essentially, you know, within the realm of comics, you, you have the option to sit there and go, yeah, this was something that was so out of character, unbelievably stupid, and so marginally disavowed by the fans that we're going to retcon it because there's no way that this should make any sense nor should it stay canon because the shit is stupid you fucked this character and you know but with the retcon comes the immediate pause stop button and then let's revamp this thing and like try to start back up the popularity with the character again and then that's how comics are perceived but when you're dealing with something like movies and tv shows this is it. Something that I hate more than anything is the fact that I can't, it is, it is difficult as hell to try and challenge what is being presented from Tom Holland's perspective as Spider-Man towards anyone else and to let them know that that's not Spider-Man. Is that you're in love with the namesake of the character, but nothing that this character is doing is anything remotely close to that of, that of, of the wall crawler. Nothing. So that being the case, when I am then essentially approached or disavowed my notion by being by like, you know, whether you look at different people's uh, comments, whether it is that you're um, watching different shows or reviews and stuff like that, to where essentially when you hear like minded individuals such as yourself tell other people, this isn't something that I agree with because this is not doing something. This is not handling the character that I know and I love in a proper way. The only reason that you um, appreciate it is because you don't know any better. You literally don't like that. That's the best way to put it for these people is that they don't know any better. So all that you know is that this is a popular character. And so because all that you know this is a popular character, then this is connected to a popular franchise or whatever that they will be introduced into. It's just, and it's like, so when you have it in that scope, the, you all you know that this is a popular character. Other than that, this is connected to something, a popular franchise or a popular movie or namesake or anything like that. And then beyond that, whatever the character does can just go up in the air because you don't know and you don't care. So realistically the fact that i am then attacked on my knowledge of the fandom on my uh, um, appreciation of the character as well as my overall um feelings towards the character being um adapted in a correct or rightful or respectful way having that be thrown back into my face or being pitted against me in or uh, because of my love for such a character will do nothing but make you feel upset at, at, you know, at just about anybody. 
Um, but at the same time, it's something to where it's like you need to actually sit and think about this aspect that you're being attacked because you like something that is being adapted into something else because you liked something. You see what I'm saying? The only reason that this shit is popular in the first fucking place is because of all the people whom looked at the original content and liked it. So because they liked it, the last fucking thing they would ever want to see is someone take what it is that they like, completely overhaul it, and then present something totally different. And then tell you, you need to like this even more. You need to like this as well. This needs to be something that you fucking love. Why? Because he has the exact same name as that other thing that you love, which is what we took in the first fucking place. Well, time is time makes fools of us all, but it is also proven of many great things. And one of those things that is proven is that even though this is something that is originally not yours, comes from something from a long fucking time ago, and has been kept alive through the fandom that understands and acknowledges it after all these years, that doesn't mean that you cannot adapt it or improve on it in some way, shape, or form that would be acceptable as well as fun, um, universally respected and loved by fans. You see what I'm saying? But instead, these people choose not to do that and do something like, oh, I don't know, make Aunt May very young. Also have um, Peter Parker... Uh, don't live in a house in Queens, but instead of an apartment, which is marginally all right, um, if you were able to do it a certain way, uh, have it to where Uncle Ben isn't even someone that's fucking mentioned, when literally he is the antithesis behind everything that the character is. Do you see what I'm saying? Is that, why is it that I should be punished, or you for that matter, for being a fan of something? I totally get why Star Wars fans hate the new shit that comes out of Star Wars. I'm not a Star Wars fan. I know the lore like crazy only because I find it fascinating. I find Star Wars lore fascinating. I can't stand the original trilogy movies or any of the movies for that matter. But I do appreciate good writing, good lines, and just overall cool aesthetics. Force powers are dope as shit. Gotta admit that. Lightsaber battles, when done well, fucking awesome. Cool as shit. Who doesn't like seeing lightning come out of somebody's hands? That's awesome. The different lines that were said in the um, the prequels, as funny and meme-worthy as they are, and I've stated this before, doesn't change the fact that I think that they, sometimes that shit baller, right? <laughs> Good, let the hate flow through you. Like, certain, like, just, like, just certain shit Palpatine said. <laughs> I should be on a plaque or something, but... It, I, I totally understand whether, like, even though I'm not a fan of the content, I didn't grow up looking at Star Wars. I wasn't raised on Star Wars. My family wasn't people who were big on Star Wars. I was not a part of that bubble whatsoever. Like, not at all. Spider-Man, got you. Power Rangers, come get you some. <laughs> Video games in general, my God. <laughs> yes. Yes, and more yes. But I was not anyone associated with Star Wars. I didn't know anyone associated with Star Wars. None of my friends were into Star Wars, none of that. Oh yeah, Dragon Ball Z, I know everything. You hear me? <laughs> so, that being the case, when new Star Wars shit came out, and I just 
universally looked at it and was like, well, I keep saying universally, <laughs> but when I generally looked at those, like the new movies or the prequels and all that stuff and looked at it and went, these are bad. Not even in the scope of being like, okay, me being a, a fan or knowing this or that or whatever, like um, appreciating it this way or that way. And it's like, no, these things are bad. They should be considered bad. They're bad. They're bad structured movies as well as flawed concepts. They were part of a bigger franchise, so you cannot ignore the fact that these are not individual properties working within a certain universe. No, these things are continuations of other things, and they don't make any fucking sense. That's how I felt looking into those movies. And then upon seeing other everyone else's reactions to the movies, and then basically taking a step back and viewing the world as a whole, Star Wars fans were fucking punished for being in love with Star Wars because of Disney. And I, and I say because of Disney, because who the fuck you think shaped the narrative in order to make sure that these movies were able to sell the way that they wanted them to? Uh, yeah. But they were punished for being fans of Star Wars. And I felt really bad when I saw that. And I still do feel bad because they keep making Star Wars content that's not doing anything to help the fans. The closest thing they got was The Mandalorian. And then upon that scene... That one show with two seasons was enough to make people go, everyone that you guys have in charge of Star Wars, you fire and just hire the people who are doing this show. The show is okay, but that's how desperate they were to get something out of this franchise that they loved for so long. Is that this these people who did something okay be in charge of everything. <laughs> and that's fucked up. But that's what happened. And so essentially, I, when you when you took a step back and viewed everything from the the mixed reactions or, or reviews that came with the movies, how the movies were um, hyper um, identity crisis, rather than it was like this retarded concept of a fucking Mary Sue being thrown everywhere. Um, it it just it was so unabashed, um, like just it was this unabashed ridiculous train ride of hate mongering and and downplaying as well as just misdirection um on every on every fucking um way possible like just in in every way you could think of something being done to manipulate you that is what the new star wars movies did towards the fandom um, and whether people fell for it or they didn't, you know, that's that's neither here nor there. But what was an undeniable fact was the fact that people who generally took interest and were beloved fans of Star Wars felt vilified by the um, by the by certain people within the community as well as other people in general, simply because of the fact that they could not agree with the approach that these new stories were taking, something that they were a fan of. They knew all the characters. They knew how the story should have gone. They knew what the powers were. They knew what the purpose of most things were. They understood the content as a whole. Upon hearing that there was going to be more Star Wars, no one thought that was a bad idea, even though that the original trilogy ends as an ending. It should be considered a fucking ending. It should be the end. They fucking won. Yet, Upon being told that there will be more Star Wars, was anyone upset? No. They accepted it. They wanted it. And they were going to get it. 
So all that they asked was that you just deliver what you promised, which was Star Wars. But they didn't do that. They delivered something that had everything from Star Wars in it to the point where all they did was copy the very first fucking movie. But there was nothing in there that basically was any type of symbol, uh, any type of, so I, keep, I keep wanting to say symbolism, <laughs> but had any type of, um, any type of consensus that matched up with what was either um, going to be perceived or more so just what expectations were going to be. Uh, here, here's, uh, here's a few examples. Um, for the examples, um, you had Ray being a Mary Sue as well as her being able to understand and use force powers without actually having any training. Something that the first movie purposefully um, didn't do because Luke was barely trained within the ways of the force. And then because of that, the movie does not have him fight Darth Vader in a fucking lightsaber battle because there's no way in hell he would have been able to win. Um, the dude didn't know shit, <laughs> but that's not what he did. He beat him. Uh, he was able to defeat him with the help of Han Solo as well as the fact that they weren't really having a battle against each other. They just needed to blow up the Death Star. Um, you have different um, images as well as characters being showcased from the original Star Wars um, mythos, but them actually having no real purpose within the story. Uh, you had Han Solo getting murdered. You had Leia just kind of taking a backseat towards everything. Um, you know, Chewbacca was there. He didn't do anything. Like I said, Han Solo was there. He didn't really do anything. Um, the Millennium Falcon was a ship just abandoned somewhere, and then the main new cast of characters were able to find it and use it for some reason. There's never explained why or how or, you know, why would they let something like that even, like, be be a thing? <laughs> but it just it just happened. You know, things were done simply for either the shock value or for the member berries of Star Wars but nothing was done out of appreciation. It was done because of nostalgia, but not for appreciation. And there, there's a huge difference, but like, stay with me now. But it was like, yes, it was done for nostalgia purposes, but it wasn't done in a way that was like, yes, this is something that would, it tickled the nostalgia sack that I got floating around in my head. But also this would be something that total, that would make total fucking sense with the characters. Why would the main cast of people be in the Millennium Falcon? No, that's a stupid thing. But if they were hailed and stopped and then boarded by the Millennium Falcon, oh, now that's a total different situation that honestly would have had far more of a sense of a nostalgia factor, as well as finally seeing Chewbacca and Han Solo sitting in the cockpit talking to our new um, cast of characters and just happened to stumble upon them from um, doing whatever it is that they were doing in hopes of doing whatever it is that Han Solo's doing. I just made that movie a thousand times better and I don't even fucking like Star Wars. My God, J.J. Abrams suck. God, he sucks. But <laughs> it, was, it was totally understandable for me that the Star Wars community would be so up in arms about everything that happened. And you got to remember, this is a community that has a long, that has a long and deep history of being obsessive over every little fucking thing within their fandom. Every little fucking thing. 
every character within Star Wars has a purpose. Every toy that has been made has a backstory. E everything. That's just how deep the rabbit hole goes with this rope. I mean, with this um fandom. You you can't sit there and tell any Star Wars fan that Boba Fett is a whatever person. Because they will explain to you just how great that motherfucker is. And in great exacerbated detail. <laughs> and there's nothing you can do about that. But that's the kind of people that you're dealing with when it came towards action. Like, those are the kind of people that kept that shit alive. Those are the people who kept the name Star Wars circling around, being a, a household name that just everyone and anyone can identify. Whether or not you've seen the movies, you know what the fuck Star Wars is. And it's thanks to fans. Thanks to the people who constantly keep uh, uh, freaking, uh, what, what is it called? Uh, what's the word when you are parrying it? There's it. And it's like the, the multiple times in like TV shows where they'll either parry, parody Star Wars or people will drop references from the show or you'll just have that be like a major character um, concept or something like that. You're like, what was it like in that 70s show? They did an episode where they was talking about Star Wars and that was like the main dude's favorite toy. Um, you had uh, like that. That's like that's such an um, that's such a major thing within pop culture that. It had no other choice but to be everywhere and is everywhere. Thus, something that they knew was going to be a moneymaker upon them actually expanding on and building up um, that which already existed. If we make more content within Star Wars, considering that Star Wars is already such a household fucking name, then obviously the money would just flow to us. But instead of actually thinking about and listening towards what the fans were actually asking for, rather than having their own ideas, whether that be agendas or otherwise, which is exactly what they had, which was an agenda. I mean, by all means, they say the force is female. So, you know, take that for what you will. But instead of doing that, you probably could have had something that would have rivaled any fucking movie franchise or just would have been nothing but a cash cow because it would have been able to essentially hit that nostalgia factor as well as be actual good content. But now we got something that's trying their damnedest to use a nostalgia factor to spread subpar and shitty content. And that's where they're fucking up. But again, even upon them doing something of that nature, they're also constantly berating, offending, and displeasing the old fans. And that's a bigger fucking problem. Because the normies that you are trying to approach and incorporate into falling in love with your bullshit don't care. They don't care about anything that you're doing because this isn't their cup of tea. All they're interested in is the next big thing. These people devour any and everything. So it does not matter what you make, they're going to watch it regardless. But the people who are the fans, and this isn't something for just Star Wars, I'm talking about in general now, but the people who are the fans are the ones who keep hope alive. These are the ones who continuously reminisce and talk about the fact that this shit was golden. This shit had everything that reminded me of my childhood and then some. I'm going to raise my kids watching this shit because I liked it that much. Do you seriously believe that people are going to sit there and show their kids um, 
any of the brand new Star Wars movies if they were fans of the original trilogy? I mean, if they were diehard fans of the original trilogy, why the fuck would they even want to bring up or discuss anything from the new stuff, which completely disregards and like destroys character-wise everything that they love? Like, did that even pop into your head as a fucking possibility? Not at all, because that's not what you give a fuck about. That's not what you're thinking about. That's not what you care about. But at the same time, you have to understand fandom is such a passionate thing. And I have to say the word passionate because it can easily be misconstrued by dumbasses who don't understand. This is something that you generally care about. It's it's like for me, it's like I look at it, um, I think about this stuff and it's like, yo, it's, I say, yo, (laughs) but I think about this stuff and it rains in my head like, you know, like it's damn near a part of the family. Because it's something that I hold dear and precious to me. My knowledge and my love for Dragon Ball Z supersedes so much. Um, whereas like I get offended and I get so upset at talking with anyone about something like Dragon Ball Super, because generally you're you're ragging or like you're talking about something that one, you most likely barely understand, and two, is not something that you care about as much as I do. So, ergo, when you talk about it with such a lackluster identity as just the, eh, I'm going to just watch this and look at this and like that and blah, blah, and I'm going to just absorb and, and, and enjoy anything and everything that comes out of it without thinking in terms of like, okay, does this make any sense? Does this follow that? Does that, that? It's like, no, you're just here for whatever. Like, you're just here to absorb this entertainment. That's whatever. But at the same time, you have to under, like, but at the same time, you're refusing to understand where I come from, which is that I'm not here to just absorb the entertainment. I'm here because this entertainment is a part of something that I hold near and dear, and they're fucking it up. And, and so because of that, you then have that antagonistic nature towards fans to where they sit there and they pull, like, they point out and they, have an example or an excuse as to why certain things don't work, why scenes don't make any sense, why characters are doing things uncharacteristically. And then to normies, it's an upsetting and underwhelming situation because essentially it calls out so much on their ignorance and stupidity because one, they're enjoying something that you are telling them that they should not enjoy. No one likes that, but fuck them. But also you are also letting them know that the thing that they're looking at is nonsense. And so rather than look at it as like mindless nonsense from a movie scope or from a TV scope that they always been able to just absorb, process, and move on to the next big thing, they're, you're telling them that you're looking at not just nonsense that you typically look at. This is nonsense on a greater scale. This is mind-numbing nonsense. And you're happy about it. You dumb fuck. <laughs> when realistically you should be as upset as I am because this thing is generally it's um it's uh damn what is it I'm about to say attacking and manipulating no it is um it is a goddamn parasite <laughs> if you will it is just devouring all that you essentially have what's a good word Jesus Christ it's like I'm blanking right now because I ran out of something to drink, and now my mouth is dry, because <laughs> I've been talking for so fucking long. <laughs> it is, um, I'm about to say, plaguing. 
Jesus Christ, why am I? It's like it's like I'm stuck on a word, and I don't know why. <laughs> it is okay. Okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Now I got to get back in my train of thought. <laughs> but it is it is a predatory mindset to where it is attacking you on your basic instinct of just entertainment. But because it's just attacking that basic instinct and you know that basic mindset that you have, it makes you feel lesser when someone else is able to call out and let you know that, hey, guess what? This thing thinks you're stupid and it's succeeding. <laughs> and that's where the hate towards the fans come from. I can't tell you how hard it is to, to be so enthralled in a world of of any type of um series show cartoon movie video game or anything like that and then speak to someone who essentially played um or let's see i'm talking about video games i'm going thinking of kingdom hearts oh man you, you like like for an example i'm gonna use kingdom hearts because it's like it's in my head right now but i can't tell you how frustrating it is to play a kingdom hearts game or like to know everything about kingdom hearts play that like you've played their games you've seen all the stuff you know the lore like the back of your fucking hand and then upon playing kingdom hearts 3 disappointed like a disappointing game um awkwardly enough if you was to have this conversation between me and my little brother he thinks that kingdom hearts 3 was really well done i think that it was um crock shit i noticed and seen all of the negative aspects of the game and honestly i just could not stand it and considering the fact that Kingdom Hearts 2 is my favorite game of all time, it made it even worse that waiting such a long time for a game that was subpar at best wasn't really the best thing. Uh, but that's that's besides the point. <laughs> but essentially, you have like the pain of knowing all that you know, knowing all that I know about Kingdom Hearts, and then speaking with someone who essentially, um, and this is not my little brother, my little brother like played and knows all the games it's just hey just a different perspective for the game than me but um i've spoken to someone who's only played a kingdom hearts game and they vaguely know stuff and so then upon explaining to them why the third game was bad their idea behind it was just that oh no you just you just being a hater and it's like and it was like the game was okay and then it was like did you even play the game no, do you even play video games? No, then what the fuck are you talking? How dare you tell me how I should feel about something when I have my own consciousness towards that something? This something has been something that I have I've looked into, I kept up with. It's not something that I just heard yesterday popped up on a commercial. Oh yeah, they made a Kingdom Hearts 3. No, bitch, I've been looking into this shit since they finished making Kingdom Hearts 2. So when are they going to make 3? What well, are they going to make 3, 5, day, 8 days over 2? I guess I got to buy fucking DS then. <laughs> like just the shit and the the time, the emotional um the emotional draw, the the uh, information as well as the overall weight that comes with being a fan of the Kingdom Hearts series is not something that you can just summarize. And a quick little two minute and like in a, in a two sentence paragraph or something like that. No, bitch, you're not on the same level as I am in terms of passion for, for this product. So even if you do play the game, your mindset towards it would be like that of someone who just casually jumped into this video game. Eh, you like what you like and you didn't like what you didn't like. But the problem is you don't fucking know anything. So you don't know all of the, the ins and outs of all the, the, um, 
the major aspects of within the story as well as any of the concepts or like the um contextual meanings behind anything from the different worlds that they travel or go to or just the overall awe inspiring graphics that's supposedly been done because the reason why they need to get to the unreal engine 5 in the first fucking place none of that shit is going to grasp you the way that it did me because you are not a fan you are not someone who kept the kingdom hearts name alive and well looking into the shit whether it be playing that fucking um that a uh, browser game that they made or um, looking into anything from like the recoded little storyline or playing Birth by Sleep. I got I got Birth by Sleep on my PSP. And then they put it, they ported the shit for the PlayStation 4, which pissed me the fuck off because I was like, well, now I got to play it again on the PS4. <laughs> now I already played it on the PSP. They're like, you don't have to play it again. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> because I am a fan. Or them re-releasing the original games to keep people inspired or to keep attention and um, or keep hope alive for the games. Whether you got the 1.5 final mix or the um, 2.5 final mix for Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2. Um, the shit like that. Those like These things happened. I witnessed and kept up with this shit. Hell, I, had, um, I bought Chain of Memories on a PlayStation 2. And I remember playing and I was like, this is crazy this crazy ass card game that essentially was on the game boy advance at first it was game boy advance to the ds i believe game boy advance um and i was i used to be upset at the fact that i didn't have a game boy advance so i couldn't play that game then they made dumb chain of memories on the playstation 2 and i was like oh well fuck that dumb <laughs> fuck that worry i'm good but it's something that essentially it was like what i what i'm trying to get at is the fact that you should never feel disavowed ever for your passion of a fandom and everyone's else interpretation of that passion. Never. And it's like it it might hurt, it might make you it might it might might <laughs> it might make you feel bad because of the fact that no one's understanding where you're coming from. They don't get where you're coming from in terms of your passion or your understanding of something. Hell I don't give a fuck who you are. I can't stand Naruto. I'll sit there and spit with anyone any day, um, any day of the week exactly how bad Naruto is as a fucking show. And I don't care exactly what emotional content you have in terms of it being um being of importance to you as a show. But therein lies the problem. It's like again, I watched and kept up with everything of Naruto, and I claim that it's a bad show. While someone who has an emotional connection to it because, hey, Naruto was a show that got them through hard times in their life. Yeah, I'm your I'm your antagonist. I'm your antagonist. I am the bad guy in your life. I am not someone whom you need to be friends with because I do not like Naruto. But that's the good with the bad and being in a fandom, you know? And it's like, there's going to be people who don't like the shit that you like. That's whatever. But someone that both of us can agree on are terrible people are people who would take the, the world of Naruto, transition it into a fucking live-action movie, and make the main character black-haired with green eyes and call him Naruto. We would, both of us would equally be upset because that's not it. <laughs> that's not Naruto. But you see how the, the, the twisting of a fandom is something that it affects everyone on both sides of the spectrum of of whether it is that you liked it or you hate it. 
seeing something to where it's like, hey, I don't like Naruto, but there's plenty of things in Naruto that I find interesting and cool. I kept up with the fucking series for a fucking reason, you know? So there has to be some redeeming factor of Naruto in its entirety for me as a person, seeing as how I kept up with the shit. I just don't like what they did with all of the interesting things that they did with the series, whether it be the um, multiple character problems and um, just ultimately stupid uh, concepts of growth and whatnot. Like, why Kakashi was even fucking Hokage? Like, why? What, what was what was the point? It, uh, <laughs> and if he was to be Hokage, why why did they make him Hokage the first time? Because Tsunade didn't heal his ass or something? Like, yeah, they just could have got Tsunade to heal him, and then when he woke up, they made him Okage. N- no, okay, whatever. Fuck. Just just fuck. <laughs> it oh man. And what about pain? I thought he had a keke genkai. He didn't? Okay, whatever. Just wanna go back and change some shit. Just change some shit. I don't care. Whatever. Bad, bad story. Bad, bad story. <laughs> But again, I would be right there with you on the front lines if they was to sit there and change anything from Naruto to where I'd be like, okay, this is going to be an, a movie about a kid named Naruto. He comes from a broken home where his aunt lives with him and she makes some porridge all day. His favorite food, of course. And he just can't be, he can't pass the social security test <laughs> to become a social worker. Social security test. <laughs> to become a social worker and in doing so he falls down a hole that leads him into a village where everyone is a ninja and now he has to train to be a ninja won't he show his ninja way <laughs> i would be right there with you going burn everybody that is responsible for this shit i would be right there with you because that is not okay <laughs> it's not an okay thing to do towards anything that has a fandom show it in a proper way, adapt it in a way that is something that people can appreciate. Do you have any idea what is writing on this? Uh, like, like there is so much writing on that one on that goddamn live action One Piece anime um, show. You have no fucking idea. People don't understand exactly how big of a thing this is going to be. Because there have been multiple live action and um, adaptations of anime. And even after them announcing the One Piece thing from the Cowboy Bebop debacle, um, even after announcing the One Piece thing, you have to remember they then immediately announced the Yu Yu Hakusho thing. But the Yu Yu Hakusho thing is going to be done in Japan. So Japan has been doing adaptations of anime and manga and stuff like that for years. It's not been that big of a deal. But when that shit is done in English... For some fucking reason, Americans do not comprehend anime the way that they should. Um, I don't know why. When it comes to like the big wigs who run corporations and shit like that, they don't grasp anime the same way that they grasp um, comic books. I do not get it. Um, but essentially, it's because they don't get it. It's fucking weird. You really need to speak to someone who's not like a new anime aficionado or someone who's deep within... Um, just absorbing or liking anything anime and a lot of like fucking anime youtubers anyone who moves to japan strictly because of the fact that they just love anime are not the type of people to talk to you should talk to the people who don't just look at one particular anime but someone who has a vast knowledge of all different kinds of anime and feels that sometimes things are good sometimes things are bad sometimes things are held in high regard and they shouldn't sometimes things are like poorly written sometimes things are excellently written they just go into the radar because something else far more popular came out ahead of time shit 
people like that are the ones you need to talk to in terms of um adapting shit from its manga or anime and then putting into live action but again the one piece fucking thing because that's going to be english because they immediately decided to um put all of the characters within certain demographics and shit like that because hey why the fuck not someone some dumbass decided to ask each of the order and then his dumbass decided to actually answer them if they was like if these characters were a nationality where would they be he did not need to answer that but he fucking did because he, he he didn't get the ramifications of answering of saying that but he did it anyway <laughs> it was like now we got to live with it fuck oh. <laughs> but anywho but essentially, it's like that thing is being done by someone who essentially claims to be a fan of One Piece. It's being done by Netflix, which is already hemorrhaging money like real, like crazy. It has It's going to fly off the cusp of the Cowboy Bebop live action debacle because that was a terrible, terrible fucking thing. Because that show was God fucking awful. I'll say that to anybody who's willing to listen. Um, it was a really, really bad show. Anyone who says otherwise is not a fan of Cowboy Bebop. And if they claim to be, then they're an idiot. Then they clearly didn't watch every episode. They didn't understand the concept. They they looked at it a little bit on Adult Swim when it came out a long time ago. They saw it once and they never saw it again. That are those are the people who like the Cowboy Bebop live action thing. Dumb people, right? Okay, <laughs> just really dumb people. Um, but there is like One Piece is such a big fucking deal as an anime right now that anything that's done to either hinder or put a stain on their notoriety will be taken with the biggest of fucking backlashes. Like, you have no goddamn idea how big One Piece is. I guarantee you, a majority of people in America like to assume that One Piece is not that popular especially in comparison to something like uh especially in comparison to the um like of all the big three of like uh like one piece was always secondary to naruto because americans always heard people talk about one piece but it's not really anything that they latched onto a lot of them just like naruto they just floated to naruto more but what they don't understand is that the even though that was something that a lot of americans and like closed net people who enjoyed naruto felt in actuality out of the big three, the biggest of those shows of shows of those shows was One Piece, and that is in all fucking countries. That wasn't in something that was just Japan or anything like that. No, even in America, One Piece was the bigger show. One Piece was the bigger show. That's why I got transitioned and moved over to Cartoon Network. If it if it didn't have any if it didn't have any purpose or didn't showcase any type of sense of um, popularity, it never would have got moved over to Toonami in the first place. And as much as you can hear from people who like Naruto disavow One Piece, I guarantee you One Piece was still something that was constantly still shown on television even when Naruto was in his heyday. So it'd be hard pressed to sit there and believe or think that Naruto was superior to One Piece in any way, shape, or form. It wasn't. It had a much bigger, it had a bigger public fandom, if you will, from more so people jumping on the bandwagon of anime within America, within America. And I have to, I can't stress that enough, within America, only because 
Naruto was literally an anime that defined a generation of anime watchers within America. There are so many people who would claim that Naruto was like the first anime they ever watched and they got into. And considering where it came on, what it came on, and how it came on, that makes absolute total fucking sense. Hell, I used to watch Naruto with my little brother and my mother because it used to come on Tsunami on Fridays at like, you know, like seven or eight o'clock or something like that. So it was easily accessible to anyone who happened to be in anime. But One Piece was something that came on Saturday mornings on Foxbox that got turned into four kids that then got turned into Vortex. <laughs> and I think by then they didn't play One Piece anymore. But it got bought by Funimation. And now Funimation does the voiceover for it. Well, I mean, Funimation uh, did a deal with Toei like they did with Dragon Ball Z because Toei makes kitty shit. And those are the only two things that they have that they continuously keep trying to put within the realm of kitty shit when realistically it's okay if they show blood they're they're too big to fail so you can show blood but toy don't grasp it because they toy um <laughs> but again one piece is such a big deal of a series because even after the concept of the big three one piece is still going naruto is over with and bleach is over with but Naruto and Bleach faded into obscurity while One Piece has still remained one of, like, whenever a manga outsells manga volumes within, like, the, like, overall, they always compare it to the selling of One Piece. You see what I'm saying? That's how fucking big One Piece is. It's not just a baseline. It's the fucking standard. It's the gold standard. You outsold One Piece. That's a big fucking deal. But the problem with that is that in order for that to retain, One Piece has to constantly, continuously be a top seller, which it still remains to this day. See what I'm saying? It's not that you just say you outsold One Piece and then something else comes on and they're like, oh, you outsold that, which outsold this, which then outsold that. No, no, no. It's always you outsold One Piece. And then as time go by, One Piece still takes that um, takes that title of number one again. And then we wait until the next popular manga comes along that then outsells One Piece. That is how fucking big One Piece is. And that is why realistically, when this live action show comes out, this will be so detrimental towards everything I just said. And I can't wait to see what happens because I'm going to watch this show. I'm not going to pay for it, but I'm going to watch this show. And I will be on the front lines with everyone else, with the person who says they hate One Piece. And we will band together and say, don't fuck with the fans. <laughs> Yay!